Hi, my name is Nick Tibusek, and you are about to bring your strength and skills, and through that, your body to a complete new level with this podcast. In this podcast, you're not only learning about what's needed to train successfully, but also how to stay healthy and in shape long term. As a calisthenics athlete and coach, I train some of the best athletes in the world, and I will show you what details really matter and how to use the three cornerstones of planning, technique and mindset to build yourself into the best version of yourself. This podcast is a combination of science, practical experience and personal stories, which used in the right way will change your whole life. If you want more performance, look great, have more skills and mental power, for your training, you're exactly right here. Because here you will learn how to make that happen. Welcome to the Strength and Skills Podcast. Let's walk the walk. Hello and welcome to this lovely new episode of the Strength and Skills Podcast with this amazing topic of how to maximize recovery and this one is an extremely important one as uh, if we maximize this our our recovery um, we will definitely be able to hit strength levels faster and of course we can of course train more train heavier loads um, train heavier exercises harder exercises and all that stuff so in the end this will lead to better results and it will lead us there faster. So recovery is something we definitely need to maximize as much as possible as this will also have a big, big uh, transfer effect into the normal life that we usually have when we do something um, like, like this, all this sports stuff um, as we're probably not training all day. So. Um, this is also the very important part we need to consider into that what is going on um, in the rest of our life. So, um, one very important fact in the beginning is when we look into recovery, we have to think of certain facts that are coming with that. So we want to recover the muscle and we want to recover the central nervous system. The muscle is usually hit by us in training. Um, that's depending on whatever you did in training. It can be heavy squats, it can be curls, it can be pull-ups, dips, a handstand. Um, some exercises are more taxing, some exercises are less taxing. Some are just taxing the muscle and sometimes it's more taxing for the central nervous system. So in this case, we have to consider into that whenever the spine is involved into a movement, then the central nervous system will be taxed more. So it, you might think, okay, I'm, I'm going to have my... my uh, spine involved into my handstand work um, and yes it is but it's probably not that much <laughs> so um, recovering from handstand work might not be so taxing 
as uh, recovering from something where you did load up the spine. So to stay in a very similar um, line here, maybe an OHP, which is um, very, very close to that, but it's not completely same. But I think you know that. Um, but we had to stabilize a weight overhead. And um, the very important part here is um, the OHP will probably be more taxing on the whole body than uh, a, a handstand or even a pike push-up or a handstand push-up. Why is that? Because we have to stabilize something external while also stabilizing the body uh, as itself and that is taxing um, the spine so much more as um, when you do a handstand push-up or something like that, that's something where you, when you fail, you miss the rep or you may fall over or something. When you fail the OHP, the, the brain thinks the spine can break and this is why it's so scared and uh, trying to, to stabilize so much more. So you see, it, just the fact that the body is scared to, to die <laughs> is going to, to um, bring in the central nervous system much, much more than other exercises. So this is something we always have to um, consider when it comes to training stuff that we think of these things. So if you want to maximize your recovery, in terms of central nervous system things, um, you have to do less exercises which are actually taxing the spine. On the other hand, we of course have to do so because we want the spine to be as strong as possible and all the muscles involved into stabilizing the spine as strong as possible because that leads us to a much, much more um, stronger body and of course leads us to a much, much more healthier body. But we have to keep both things in a very, very balanced way. So we have to think of um, maximizing recovery also in terms of how we choose exercises. And that's a very important one to keep in mind. As, um, f as an example, I have, have had loads of, of clients who may have not... Um, a gym that is completely packed with machines and stuff like that. So when you train people like that and they also train legs, um, you always have to consider when they do their stuff and all they have is dumbbells and barbells for loading up um, exercise like that. Um, every time they train legs, probably the, um, the, the core and the spine stabilization stuff is involved into that. So that's something we have to think of when we think of how how do how does the person recover here, and um, when we when we have that in mind, so you see the very important part starts right in the beginning in planning how we do the recovery um, when 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 we do the the whole program. So when we, when we plan the program. So for me as a coach, I always have to consider that as well. So is that person actually um, going to have a very tough time? Then we have to drop down maybe intensity and volume on that. And that's something we, we always have to consider that stuff. So once we have the program 
on a level that is actually doable for the for the individual person because that is something that is always very very individual um, we have to also keep in mind we have to push this from cycle to cycle so that the person is developing um, a new level of being able to recover from that but on the other hand we have to think of there are other certain factors that come into that um, when it comes to recovery because recovery is a very very coming from how much stress do I have in my life. Um, training is a stressor. It can be a good and it can be a bad stressor. Um, we need stressors to stay in, in line, to, to get into, into something where we actually grow from. So we need stress to pro progress. Um, when we have too much stress in our normal life, like you have to do a lot of work, there is something in your family that's also stressing you a lot. Um, you have loads of other social events which are also stressing. Um, so then comes in the training and you also train very hard and much um, then and a lot. And then um, it, it can sum up to too much stress and then it turns into bad stress and that's something you always have to keep in mind when you do something with a person so um, and also with yourself so the very important part here is to understand when it comes to recovery to not only have all this muscles uh, central nervous system stuff in there but we also need to understand we have to balance the overall stress as well so when we plan training we always have to keep in mind okay how much stress is also coming uh, into that life of that single person so and how much is that person actually able to take another extremely important one here so when we when we have that in there we know okay um, that's the amount of stress the person can recover from and this is something you will see that from a try and error that's nothing you can measure by anything else than seeing how much stress can that person actually take so usually when i have a client i have to get to know that person a little bit um, over time so after maybe like half a year i have something like a kind of a clue of okay this is the amount that person can actually take and this is a too much and um so that's something that can also vary depending on external factors that might come in there because things in life change of course sometimes you have less and sometimes you have more stress at work and stuff like that okay i hope you got my point here um once we have that we always have to try to push to be the person that can take the most st stress that's something we have to get there and for that to actually be able to push that we also have to think of not only the, the the thing here okay i need to stress 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 we also need times where we can recover from that to increase overall recovery and overall um being able to to get to the point where you can take as much stress as possible okay um then comes in some stuff that comes in there extremely importantly um the first step that we have to think of is sleep 
And sleep is something um, where actually most of the recovery is based on. So sleep is probably the most important ingredient when it comes to recovery maximizing. So um, at that point, I would always say we need to make the sleep at least to seven to eight hours per night. I know there are people out there who tell you, yeah, but six is enough. I sleep just five hours and stuff like that. I know that, but from my experience, and I've worked with like, I don't know, hundreds of people now, um, most people perform just better when they have their seven to eight hours of sleep. You have less of the brain fog. Um, you you just train with better performance. Um, rest of the life is much better. You're not so moody and all that stuff. So <laughs> what what I have with a client of mine, she's always like, ah, Nick, with the sleep, that always lacks. But when I sleep, the world is so much more colorful. And I'm always like, yeah, that's that's it. You're so right with that. So make your world colorful by sleeping enough. And then comes the next thing in there. Please try to improve quality of sleep as much as possible. Um, for our clients, we do have um, like we we teach them how to sleep better. Um, that's a complete big topic that would take so much more time. But um, the takeaway you need here, we need not only the time, so in quantity, we also need a very, very good quality of sleep. The best we can have. Of course, there will always be sometimes more and sometimes less. You know, when there's a client who may have a have a child right now that which is just born a little baby and then you probably lack of quality sleep and of course also quantity, but that's life, you know? We have to of course, increase the quality as much as possible then. Okay, the next thing that comes in with that and that goes hand in hand, of course, is nutrition part. Um, we, we have to make sure to have enough protein. That's for fact, one of the most important ones when it comes to recovery that we just have in mind, okay, what are muscle cells made of? Pretty much protein. So um, when, when we hit the muscles and kind of <laughs> destroy the muscles a little bit, yeah, which comes from training. Um, and of course, we have to give it some more protein to just repair itself. And that's an extremely important one, of course. But that goes hand in hand with that. Also, the fact that we need um, also fats and in this case, uh, the quote unquote good fats to also be able to do all the um, metabolic things in the body and for um, that may lead to all these things that can happen in a cell and for that we also need fats so never 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 drop down fats too much as uh, that's a big big driver of actually being able to recover from things so the next stuff that comes in there that which is not super needed when it comes to um, the nutrition part um, you, you don't die when you don't have it, but an extremely part of it is, of course, carbs. And everybody is so much into, yeah, but we don't need carbs. We do need carbs. We need carbs for performance. These are actually the main drivers to actually have ATP because that comes mostly in the first time um, from 
the carbs that we give into that that turns into sugar um, and sugar is in the end mostly the stuff that where we can take um, energy and and of course ATP from so that's an extremely important one to fill up ATP and being able to actually move carbs are the best way so if we have all of the free ingredients, then we're pretty good to go with a very good regular regeneration. So that's an extremely important one. So um, when there is one thing that I would usually recommend is eating regularly so that you always have filled up your um, your body with enough of the nutrients and um and another very important part here is not only regularly eating so do not do not do any fasting stuff and like that i know there is some evidence that helps with that and i know but from what i experienced with with so many people and from the other studies that are out there you know, science is always, we have this side and we have that side. And for me, I check out the science and then I see, okay, what is actually happening in real life? And most people that I see is when they do diet and especially when they do fast and do some fasting, it is actually that they don't recover that well um, compared to those who do not fast. And that's and also in their own phases of life, um, when they fast and when they don't fast, they just recover better when they do not fast. And that's something. This is why I personally would usually recommend to do so. I do have friends and I do have I do know people who also recover well when they don't um, eat regularly and they do have fasting times and stuff like that. There are always exceptions, and um, in the end, of course, that's a very individual thing. But um, I would personally, I would generalize that and say, please, please eat regularly. Do it. Just do it. You will see what works and what not work. Okay. Um, next thing would be um, when you did your training. I would usually recommend um, timing at least one meal after your training session because it will fill up your body immediately with the nutrients that are needed so that's one big timing thing when it comes to recovery make sure to eat something afterwards some carbs some proteins, also a little bit of fat so that you're just secure okay i gave my body what he needs after that workout that's an extremely important one here um, there is nothing that really um, <laughs> needs to be done with this uh, so-called anabolic window with this half an hour after training. You need to have the shake in there and you need to have the, some sugar in the shake so that you just recover better. Ah, that's, that's a nice one. Yeah, you can have that. If that helps you do so, if you look into signs, it's, there is no anabolic window. Okay. Next thing that comes in when it comes to maximizing recovery, there is also the fact that light cardio will help you to recover. And that is set with attention on light cardio and not 
big, big, big amounts of it. And that's super important to have that in mind when it comes to that. So please make sure, um, do some cardio during the week, maybe one or two times a week for like, do a small little jog for like 30 minutes. Not too fast, an easy one. Um, you don't need to, to do that only after hard sessions, stuff like that. Do it regularly and you will profit from that. If you don't do it regularly, you will probably more like decrease the chances of a better um, recovery by doing a cardio session. When you never did a cardio session and you just implement the first one and yeah, because I did yesterday such a hard training session today, I'm gonna gonna do a, a cardio session because Nick said so, then please keep in mind, you gotta do it regularly so that it happens, so that the effects actually appear from the body that it just um, recovers better. So. That is an extremely important one to keep in mind. Um, another one that is um, very, very helpful is the general movement stuff. Um, a lot of people, especially nowadays, are really like going going to to the to the office and going to the gym and then going back home. And that's all the movement I have. So sometimes, even for myself, I have days where I just move like maybe maybe 1000 steps a day that's definitely not enough and we need to keep in mind that general movement is a very very common and very important one that will also have you um, a lot to maximize your recovery here so please make sure to have at least six to eight thousand steps a day and having some kind of general movement um, this is also where this comes from this classic mm, maybe myth yeah, to to do stretching and mobility to recover better. It's not that the mobility and the stretching is doing something for the recovery. It's more the general movement that you increased by that and that helps you with the recovery because maybe some more blood flow is going through that area and you just moved it a little bit more and stuff like that. That is the actual helpful thing here, um, which will help you improving the recovery, okay? That is to keep in mind when it comes to that. Um, there, of course, are some other things where people might give you the advice, okay, do some cold showers, do some sauna, and do some warm stuff and stuff like that. There are some pros, there are some cons on that. Um, if you feel like it helps you, then you can actually do so. Uh, I also, I like to do my cold shower in the morning. Um, I don't think it helps me with with recovery at all, but um, I also made the experience this, that I feel better when I did, a, did, did some sauna. Um, I just it just feel better then, but it's just for my mind mostly. And as I think personally, it de-stresses me, and that's the more important fact to me. Yeah, and that's a very personal thing of it. Um, so I think the very important part to um, really bring that up in the end is make sure to have some de-stressing tactics and strategies in your life. Um, it can be meditation. It can be reading a good book. Just some, some walks in the forest with yourself, by yourself. Um, stuff like that that can definitely help to de-stress and with that helping you to recover better so 
I think now we really, really brought in a lot of stuff into this maximizing of recovery and I hope this one might help you guys um, to really maximize your recovery. Um, if you like this episode, please share it to those who might profit from this episode. It would be such such a good thing. So I'm, I'm giving this information out for free and please make sure to, to share it with those who may need the information. Thank you so much, guys, and um, catch you in the next episode. Um, one last thing, if you need any help with your training and maybe um, the planning of uh, maximizing your progress and um, recovery, of course, there's the possibility to work with me. Um, right now, there's still the um, possibility to work with me in person. So reach out to me in, on my Instagram, uh, Nick underscore Thibaut. That's an easy one. Or to the strength and skills on Instagram. And of course, there's also the possibility to just send an email to office at strengthandskills.de and then um, I'll catch you on that one. Thank you guys and have a very good training and recover well. See you and catch you on the next episode.